Welcome back, everybody. We had a great weekend of fights. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed them. Oh, man, I'm so excited to talk about this card and the next upcoming card. Um, I personally had an amazing weekend. Got to watch the fights, obviously, which I always love doing. Uh, I took a little break from streaming. Uh, I mean, I, I think I streamed for like two hours maybe over the entire weekend. Uh, you know what I mean? Just trying to refresh myself get back in the mood to uh create content for you guys um but yeah let's get into it right away so obviously the fight card that we had this weekend was ufc 246 uh headlined by donald cowboy sabroni and uh conor mcgregor i really enjoy both of these fighters um and I can't wait to talk about that fight. But uh, first off, we're going to start off with the prelim card. Uh, it kicked off on ESPN and was honestly a really, really good uh, prelim card for uh, the main card <clears throat> for 2FC, UFC 246. 2FC, I can't even talk. Um, it was uh, Drew Dober versus Nasrat. Aparast? I don't know. I don't know how to say that last name. Uh, Nasrat is from Germany, I believe. Yeah, he's a German mixed martial artist. Uh, he's an up-and-comer. He's really good. Drew Dober's really good, as we talked about as well. Um, but Drew Dober got it done. He got it done. I'm pretty sure I picked him to pit to win. Um, I don't know if I picked like a round or anything like that, but I did think Drew Dober was going to win. And... Uh, yeah, he did it in a minute and 10 seconds. He hit him with a really good right hand. And then, ugh, it was so sad to see. I hate when referees do this. They took too long. Or he took too long. And it was just, I think, 11 unanswered punches after he knocked him down with an overhand right. Like, it was rough to watch. I really don't enjoy watching that. Um, that's why we need better referees in there. There's only, like, a few that are really good top-tier referees. And the rest of them, in my opinion, are fairly mediocre. They will let clinches either go on too long against the cage, like in the Holly Holm and uh, Raquel Pennington fight, which we will talk about later, or they will break them up too quickly and get and and uh, completely ruin a great position for a high-level grappler such as Damian Maya versus Kamaru Usman in the first round. If you know anything about Damian Maya. He is a monster jiu-jitsu practitioner, probably the best jiu-jitsu pra practitioner that has ever moved over to MMA in any weight class. And he had Kamaru Usman's back. And again, if you know anything about Maya, that's his favorite spot. He takes people's backs and he chokes them out. Nobody except for like maybe Jorge Masvidal, I think, has gotten away from Damian Maya uh, when he's on his back. I mean, people have survived, but nobody's really gotten away, I think, except for... Jorge Masvidal, and that's because Jorge is a fucking monster. But back to back to what we were <laughs> back to what we were talking about. I think uh, we definitely need to get a need to get better referees. Um, and as the sport progresses and gets more popular, I think that's going to happen. I think former fighters are going to be coming into these positions not only as referees but as judges. So we're going to have a more experienced, a more informed judging judging base and uh referee base so hopefully that'll come sooner than later but uh next i want to talk about askar askarov and tim elliott this was a great fight it was a decision um 
but it was a good fight. It was a really good fight. Um, Askar Askarov, it was either the first or the second round. He hit uh, Tim Elliott, and you could tell Tim Elliott was out on his feet. He almost falls over, but he comes too. Uh, that usually has to do with great cardio. Um, the more that you are able, or the faster that you are able to recover from punches, usually is attributed to how good your cardio is. And a lot of people don't know that. It's uh, your ability to recover and get your feet back under you. So, Tim Elliott, obviously, these are 125 pounders, so the mo all of them are gonna have great cardio, but to be able to recover from a punch like that, that that's like Tony Ferguson-esque. Like, you'll see Tony Ferguson get hit with punches that will knock people out cold, and he's already coming to by the time he hits the ground. By the time his butt hits that canvas, he's already back, which is insane fucking zombie and tim elliott did that exact thing um but for for the first two rounds askar askarov was just beating him up um controlling the pace and everything and it seemed like maybe askar maybe got a little bit tired or frustrated the fact that he couldn't put tim elliott out and tim elliott just kept coming forward with that beastly mullet i love it it was amazing to watch great fight entertaining but went to decision and Askar Askarov won. I think I picked Tim Elliott to win that because Tim Elliott is the guy who brought uh, Demetrius Johnson into deep waters and, in my opinion, was his toughest fight. I mean, the Henry he lost this Henry, Henry Cejudo fight, but I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think he lost that fight. But that's just me. I'm also fairly biased when it comes to Demetrius Johnson. He's one of my favorite fighters. If, nah, he's not my favorite, but he's definitely one top five easily. He's an amazing fighter. His technique is great, and he's just an amazing person. You can tell he's a genuinely good dude. So, for Askar Askarov to be able to... Oh, shit. God damn it. I don't fucking... Sorry about that, guys. Uh, I have my ringer off, and yet it still fucking rings when I get a text. Um, thanks, Leia, for interrupting my podcast, even though you're not going to listen to it. Just kidding. <laughs> Love you. Um... So, next, we have Sadiq Yusuf and Andre Feely. Great fucking fight. These guys could have headlined a uh, UFC fight night, in my opinion. I think, it's, I think it's an amazing fight. Sadiq Yusuf is an up-and-comer Nigerian. I think he's Nigerian. He's some he, he, somewhere from Africa. I, I think it is Nigeria, though, and he's an up-and-coming fighter. Little tank. Uh, he was doing really good the first two rounds, and he lost the third one, definitively. Andre Feely came on really well in those la in that last round. He switched his stance to southpaw, and that was I think that was giving Sadiq a lot of issues, um, just based on like the where the jab was coming from and where the, the where the straight left was coming from. Uh, but it wasn't enough to win. Andre Feely still lost. It happens. It was a great fight. Another decision, but entertaining fight nonetheless. I I don't I usually don't mind when when it goes to decision. A lot of people really just want blood. They want what they want to knock out a TKO or a submission, and I'm not really about that. I mean, of course, I'm gonna love them, but a three round stop keto, a three round fight like that is always enjoyable to watch. Next, we have Roxanne Modafferi and Macy Barber. So this is the one that I bet on. I bet on two fights. Three? Three fights? I can't remember. I bet on at least two fights. Uh, I have a bad memory. And <laughs> when it comes to, like, anything but MMA and a couple of other select few things. So this was um, a veteran of the sport. I believe Roxanne is 37 years old against Macy Barber, who is an up-and-comer. Yeah, she's 37 years old. She's 10 years older than me. 
Um, Roxanne is a great grappler. Uh, her striking seemed to be improved this this fight, but that also could uh, be because Macy, I think in the first or second round, she fucked her knee up really bad. She stepped back on it, and it just tore. Uh, I believe today, if I remember correctly, it was a full ACL tear. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I believe that it was a, a full ACL tear. Uh, so she's going to be out for about nine months, which is sad to see because she was on track to try to become the youngest uh, champion in UFC history. I mean, let's face it. She's in the 125-pound division. And that's where my girl, Valentina Shevchenko. Shevchenko? She's my, she's my girl. She's a monster. She's so good at this, at this MMA thing. And she like she enjoys shooting and can speak a bunch of different languages that people thought she was a a spy, like um like an asset from some foreign government trying to infiltrate, which is insane because she's such a badass and I think that's so cool. Uh, keep those rumors going. I, I anything like that I think is super fucking cool, especially with someone who's that talented. Like she's amazing. I don't see anyone beating her, especially in the 125 pound division. Maybe an Amanda Nunes if they fight again. But this is a completely different Shevchenko than when they last fought. I still think Shevchenko's amazing. And it's hard because I think Amanda Nunes is like the best fighter in the world. But Shevchenko is right up there in my opinion. Right up there. But back to this fight. Macy Barber is a great fighter, up and comer, a little monster, dog, great fighter. She usually sometimes like i've seen i can't remember which fight it was she came out lost the first round definitively and then came back and finished the girl in the second round so she's she makes adjustments she's got very good fight iq and oh and i wanted to talk about when she hurt her knee i almost forgot about this so she hurt her knee uh, and going into the third round i believe she the doctor was asking her to check it out and i had never seen this before the doctor like sat her down and was like touching her knee and stuff like marianne williamson using fucking auras and vibes and shit to figure out what was wrong with her and said she had like a parcel a partial mcl or acl tear or something like that and i was like what this dude's a fucking magician this guy i was like this guy needs to wave his hands over me and see if i got cancer or whatever like i don't know what the fuck this dude was doing but i've never seen a doctor do something like that and then say something like that That's, he was he was the ufc doctor's version of marianne williamson fucking probably had a amethyst amethyst whatever fuck kind of stupid rock crystal was in his pocket to tell him what was going on give him fucking advice from the beyond god damn i hate dumbass doctors like that that ruin UFC stuff. I mean, luckily he didn't stop the fight, but it could he could have. His dumb shit, self-aggrandizing, whatever, whatever motivation was behind him being like this. Like, I don't know, but <laughs> definitely, definitely don't want that guy to be a doctor in any more UFC fights. What a fucking idiot. Um, but yeah, I bet on Roxanne. I only put twenty bucks on, but she was a positive thousand underdog. So, a little money, I make a little money. Melo man. Yeah, I uh, uh, usually if you guys are gonna listen to my picks for fights, uh, definitely don't. If I have an emotional tie to the fighter, definitely don't listen because I'm gonna be biased. Uh, as per the main fight this this time around, but we'll get to that. Uh, next up we got 
the first fight on the main card. <sighs> Take a little sip of coffee. <sighs> Uh, first fight on the main card. This was Anthony Pettis' return to lightweight. I think his last fight was against Nate Diaz at 170. Yep. Nate Diaz at 170. He lost that, of course. It was a great fight, but he lost it. And, um, he lost this one as well, which is sad to see. Because he came out looking really good. His striking was on point. Uh, he was able to get up from, uh, Diego... Carlos Diego Fajera. Uh, Fajera's attacks on the ground, but can't survive forever. Can't survive forever, especially somebody like Carlos Diego Fajera. I think he's been grappling, doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu since he was five years old. I believe he is a third-degree black belt. Yep, third-degree Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, which is very high level. Very, very high level, especially for MMA. And, uh, yeah, he just... He took over. He did really. It was really impressive to see him do that to Anthony Pettis because Anthony Pettis is a really good grappler. He's got a phenomenal ground game, uh, but it just wasn't phenomenal enough. Uh, this next fight was super cool. Uh, I had never heard of this guy, Ode Osborne. Uh, I think it was his first fight in the UFC. He was. He, it was. It was a good fight. I really enjoyed this fight against Brian Kelleher. Um, I think is Brian that. That Irish fighter? No, he's American. Uh, who was I thinking of? Oh yeah, JJ Aldrich was the Irish fighter, the girl uh, on the early prelim, which I didn't go over. Um, yeah, so Brian Kelleher against Ode Osborne. Brian Kelleher had definitely had the speed disadvantage. Ode Osborne was so fast compared to him, it was insane. And then Ode doesn't cut weight apparently, like at all. So he fights at his natural weight. Which is insane. Almost nobody does that in the UFC. Everybody likes to cut weight, deplete themselves. And if you look, and, and how Ode Osborne looked before before he got choked out, obviously by a by a guillotine in the first round, he looks really good. This guy has a lot of potential. I think it was a little bit of nerves, a little bit of jitters. This fight got moved up from the prelim card to the main card, if I remember correctly, because of. Claudia Gadeja and Alexa Grasso being canceled. Alexa Grasso missed weight by five and a half pounds, and you're not allowed to be over three pounds over the weight limit, I believe. If uh, if you're gonna have that fight, I think they could have done a catch weight, but I think someone didn't one of someone didn't want to make this fight. Someone did not want to make this fight. They could have done a catch weight. I'm almost positive they could have done a catch weight. They've done it before. This is Nevada as well. So they're a little bit more lenient when it comes to that stuff. It's not New York. New York's fucking ridiculous with the way that they enforce stuff. But yeah, a uh, great, great fight. But Brian Kelleher just had a little bit more experience in there. I think Ode Osborne's like, I don't even think he has 15 professional fights yet. And um, Kelleher's got 30 after, after fighting uh, on Saturday. That was his 30th fight, so... Just a lot, a, a lot different when it comes to experience, and in the UFC, experience is key. Uh, but I can't wait to see what Ode Osborne does. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see what this guy does. It's gonna be awesome. I think he's gonna be a really good, really good fighter in the 135 pound division. Next, we have uh, Alexi Olenek. This is the guy who fucking Ezekiel chokes everybody, which is insane from the bottom, from the top. It doesn't matter. He'll choke you out from wherever. Against Maurice Green. 
this ended in an armbar submission in the second round, which was honestly impressive. I like I thought Alexi was just gonna run through this Maurice Maurice Green guy. I thought he was going to just get a hold of him and then take him out. But Maurice survived. He did really well. He hit him with some good strikes. If um, I think Maurice, if uh, he, if he hadn't ran out of cardio and he would have been able to throw his full power strikes in that second round, he would have won. I think he would have finished Alexi. I mean, Alexi's got a fucking iron chin. He's got like 70 fights. He's, he's insane. He's just an old Russian workhorse. This is going to be very difficult to take that guy out. But he almost did. He hit him with a head kick. And it really hurt him, but couldn't finish it. The armbar was really weird, too. Uh, Maurice had his leg in a position where he was actually defending the armbar because Alexi couldn't pull the armbar any further back because of his knee, and then Maurice moved his knee, and he got submitted. It's like, dude, why did you do that? I think he was trying to reposition to get out, create some space, but he moved in the wrong direction. Uh, I believe he moved to his left, or no, it would be his right. His right. And he spun into into Alexi being able to hold that armbar a little bit harder. I think if he would have spun to the, to his left, he would have been able to slip out of that. But, I mean, that's just a small mistake that you can't make against somebody like Alexi Olmec. That guy's grappling is off the charts. Off the charts, especially for heavyweights. But, yeah. All right, so next we got Holly Holm. My girl, Holly Holm. And uh, Rappel, 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 no, Raquel Pennington, this was a rematch, this was Holly Holm's actual, I think it's her first rematch in her MMA career, if I remember correctly, oh wait, no it's not, oh wait, no, and these are her boxing stats, yeah, 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 she's, she's rematched people in boxing, but not in uh, MMA, except for Raquel Pennington, of course, um, it was, it was a good fight, it was a dominant fight in my opinion, like she obviously beat Raquel Pennington it wasn't I don't know which judge gave one of the rounds to Raquel he's a fucking idiot but again that's just more evidence that we need a new set of judges in every state for the UFC because these are still boxing judges they don't know shit they don't know what the fuck grappling is about they don't understand different positioning um, different advantageous positions on the ground while grappling or standing up. Every, like they, they're, they're just uninformed, and they shouldn't be judging this. I am a casual. I'm not a. Ca- <clears throat> I'm not a casual fan, depending on like who you're talking to. I'm a, I'm a pretty in-depth fan. I've loved the UFC since I was a kid. I used to watch the old school UFCs with my dad. Um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just don't see. I don't, I don't see how anyone can give her that give her that round. But, um, I lost my train of thought there. Whatever. Yeah, it was a good fight. Holly Holm obviously won. Raquel Pennington lost. She was just getting held up against the cage. This is one of the fights I was talking about earlier with um, we need better referees. So, this is actually a prime example. We need better referees and better judges. Because Holly Holm should have won that 30-27 on every single judge's scorecard. And... I think they probably should have broken up the grappling a little bit. Um, they were just pushing each other against the cage, and Holly Holm was just a lot stronger than Raquel Pennington. She was just holding her against the cage for a lot of that, not really dealing a lot of damage, not furthering her position um, to something more advantageous. That's just how it goes. 
We have referees that aren't the best. It's all good. But my girl Holly Holm won. That's all that matters, in my opinion. I love Raquel Pennington. Great fighter. But I like Holly Holm. And then uh, for the main fight. This one was very interesting. Very, very interesting. Muy interesante. Um, Conor McGregor came out like a fucking madman. Of course, this is how Conor always comes out. Um, that first round is extremely dangerous for anybody that he's fighting. It was it was interesting. So I can pretty much break down the entire fight. It was 40 seconds long. I remember most of it. I've watched it, rewatched it, rewatched it again. Um, so Conor comes out, takes control of the, the center of the octagon like normal. Just like he always does. He rushes in there. No touching of the gloves. He throws a straight left right at uh donald cerrone donald cerrone ducks down he he uh he avoids the strike ducks down uh in in like a reactive way obviously like it's it's second nature when it comes to fighting especially for somebody like donald cerrone he ducks down tries to go for a single leg or a double leg but connor's reaction time was it was really fucking impressive especially in this first exchange he through the left and as he was fully extended he almost like jumped and threw a knee that caught Cerrone it didn't it wasn't the 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 kneecap like the end of the knee the hardest part it was like his thigh but with his forward momentum with Connor's forward momentum and Donald Cowboy Cerrone's forward momentum I, I that strike definitely kind of like whoa what the hell was that it messed with Cerrone a little bit and he tried to push him forward um not digging into a takedown, he stood he stood back up and he had the under I, I believe he had the underhooks on Connor and then Connor threw shoulder strikes that were the I mean if we're being honest, I think those are the most devastating shoulder strikes I've ever seen anyone um land in in the UFC. It was honestly really impressive. His he broke Cerrone's nose, which was already compromised from the Tony Ferguson fight. Uh, broke it pretty easily, started bleeding, and he fucking gave him a little mouse under his eye, which was really crazy. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Yeah, um, he hit him with the uh, with the shoulder strikes, a mouse, which if you guys don't know, a little mouse, it's just like a little swole, swollen uh, section little bubble if you will uh under his eye and he hit him with those strikes and i don't think and 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 cowboy wasn't wasn't able to recover uh from that point on he got he threw a high kick after that at connor and connor blocked it and then connor threw a kick of his own but cowboy mistook it which happens fairly often i mean uh mistook it for a body kick and didn't cover his face as much took a took a high kick to the face and then connor swarmed so he hit him with the high kick the left high kick connor circled to his left while donald cerrone has his back to the cage so connor is now on if you're in donald cerrone's position connor is on his right side instead of standing in front of him and, and cowboy's got his back against the cage connor lands a clean clean left straight right above the ear 
right above behind the ear which usually knocks people out cold because for some reason i can't remember exactly the uh, exact science behind it but essentially when you get hit right there you usually go out connor has hit multiple people like uh i know he hit what's his name uh is it diego brando no 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 maybe, maybe but i know for a fact that he hit uh dustin poirier like that put dustin poirier out yeah it was diego brando he hit Diego Brando in the same exact spot and took him out. Uh, so this just goes to show people trying to say, oh, Cowboy's chin is gone or whatever. No, he took a full punch after already being rocked from Cal- uh, from Connor right on the fucking ear, right above it. That should knock out essentially anyone. And no, he took it. So I don't think it's Cowboy being old or anything. I think it's Connor looking really fucking good. I think this is the Connor that destroyed Eddie Alvarez. This is the Connor that redefined the sport, that made it more popular and brought more people to the to the table. But I hate seeing it. I love Cowboy Cerrone. I really didn't want to see him get beat like that, especially that quickly. But it happens. It's not a big deal. Cowboy is one of the only people that win or lose... He's going to gain more fans. He only gets more popular. Cowboy could lose eight fights in a row, and people would still be clamoring to watch him fight and love watching him fight. He's lost his last three, but these are all to, like, top five people in the in the lightweight division. Tony Ferguson, who I believe is the best lightweight. I think he is better than Khabib. I think he is going to fuck Khabib up. Everyone thinks this is going to be a close fight. I don't even know if it's going to be that close. Like, I'm... I'm one of the few people, I think Tony Ferguson is going to run the fuck through Khabib. Like, it's going to be a good fight, but I think it's just going to be a typical Tony Ferguson fight. He's going to cut that dude up. He's going to make him bleed like no one has ever made him bleed before. He is going to absolutely win that fight, in my opinion. I don't, I really do not think that, oh my god, I really don't think that Khabib is well-rounded enough to beat Tony. Tony is is so well-rounded and so good on the ground, on his feet, with the scramble. Everything that that he needs to beat Khabib, he's really fucking good at. And so I think he's gonna I think he's gonna win. I really do. And I I I really hope I hope he fucks Khabib up because I love Tony Ferguson and a little wild little weirdo. I love that dude. Such a weird fucking person, but a great fighter. So, uh, I want to break down the next, the next, next card. We're done with the UFC 246. An amazing card. Appreciate every single one of the fighters who put it out on the line, just like they do every single fight card. Throwing down. I love it. Fucking love it. Um. So next we got. Uh, this is just a fight night, but it's a pretty, pretty good fight night. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. The undercard is lackluster as fuck. The prelims. But the main card's not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, let's see what we got here. All right, so see if there's anybody in the prelim card that I want to break down. No, not really. I mean, Sarah McMahon and Lena Landsberg. Sarah McMahon's probably going to out-wrestle her. Um, blah, blah, blah. Most likely. I mean, Lena's good, but... Uh, I don't think she's going to be able to deal with the wrestling from Sarah McMahon. Uh, anyway, we'll go 
Jesus. There's not many many fights in here that I want to break down. Eh, it'll be quick. Who cares? Break it down anyway. Um, I don't know who Jamal Hill is uh, and Darko Stosic. I think Darko is... Uh, he's one of the... He's like Serbian or something, I think. Wait, nope, yep. Serbian. He lost his last couple of fights. Not even to anybody in like the top 10 or anything like that. Um... Oh, yeah, I remember this guy. This guy kicked his last opponent in the dick, like, five times. Maybe it wasn't that much, but... Yeah, he got he got two points deducted. One in round one, and, or two... Yeah, one in round one, and then one in round three for kicking this dude... Kicking his uh, opponent in the dick too much. Um, yeah, definitely... Uh, yeah. Watch where your fucking kicks are going, dude. Come on, you're a professional. Uh, next, we have Hannah Cyphers and Angela Hill. I love Hannah Cyphers, you guys. She's such a little sweetheart. If you guys don't know who she is, she's so soft-spoken and nice. But she's a fucking beast. She's really good. She did lose to Macy Barber, that uh, girl I was talking about on the previous card, who got her knee blown out. Uh, but May- Macy's a beast. But, I mean, so is Hannah. Hannah's really good. And she's going against Angela Hill. Angela Hill has had a rocky UFC career. She does really good in Invicta. She was the Invicta champion... Uh, and everything like that, but she, uh, yeah, whenever she's in the UFC, I don't know if it's, like, a jitters thing or what, but she's, like, 50, 50% win rate in the UFC, I believe, she's just, like, win-lose, win-lose, stuff like that, she lost two in a row, she did win her last one against somebody, I don't know, I don't know who, um, Ariana, Ariane, whatever, I don't know who that is, but I do know who her previous opponent was, Yan Zhaojian. And she lost to her, and Yao was really good. So it's nothing to nothing to hang your head on. But I do feel bad for Angela Hill. She's another gamer. Shout out to all the gamers. Uh, and she does cosplay as well, but she's just a little inconsistent in the UFC. I think uh, Hannah will win. Hannah's more consistent. Seems to handle the pressure of the UFC a little bit better than Angela does. So I'd say Hannah ciphers by decision. I don't think she's going to finish Angela. It's difficult to finish Han- uh, t- difficult to finish Angela. Sorry, uh, most people don't. And if they do finish her, it's like submission. She doesn't. She doesn't really get knocked out. If I remember. Yeah, she doesn't get knocked out. She's only been submitted um, to be finished. Next, we have uh, Jordan Espinoza and Alex Perez. I don't know Jordan Espinoza. The name sounds familiar. Let me look him up real quick. Jordan Espinoza. MMA. Oh my god, I hate Bing. Bing is so bad. It's the default on my thing. And it just never even... It, it, it's such a terrible fucking search engine. It's insane. Oh! I recognize this guy. He's alright. He's nothing special. Jordan Espinosa is a good fighter. But he's not anything special. He's not gonna blow your hair back. He's lost 6. Won like 14. I think, yeah, 14. So that's not, that's not a great win percentage. But definitely not a bad fighter um he's in the flyweight division one of the deeper not deeper but like the more skilled uh divisions oh is this gonna be a is this gonna be a bantamweight fight are they moving up yeah maybe but he's fighting Uh, excuse me he's fighting alex perez and perez is really good He's only lost a few. He's only lost one in the UFC. And that was against Joseph Benavidez, who is 
the second best flyweight in the world, in my opinion. Only behind Demetrius Johnson. Uh, yeah, I'm going Alex Perez. I don't think Jordan Espinosa gets it done. Alex Perez. Hmm. What am I thinking? I think he might finish him. I'd say I think he catches him. I think Alex catches Jordan and then submits him. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, next, I'm actually really excited about this fight. This is uh, Michael Chiesa and Rafael, Rafael Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is a really good fight. We got uh, Michael Chiesa, who has moved up to 170, which I think is very, very good for him. He used to miss weight a lot down at uh, 155. Not a lot, but he has missed it. Actually, oh, it looks like he only missed weight once. But he always did struggle. He always was depleted. Um, but, I mean, he's won his last two fights over at welterweight. He beat Carlos Condit, which hurts my soul because I love Carlos Condit. But. And then Diego Sanchez. So he's just beating up all my, all my uh, Albuquerque natives over here. It fucking sucks, but it happens. It's all good. I can't, I can't hold it against him. I can't hold it against him, even though it hurts my soul. And he's fighting Rafael uh, Dos Anjos. Uh, he's obviously a great fighter. We all know. We all know that. But uh, he's on a little bit, bit of a rough patch. Lost three out of four. Lost to Colby Covington, Kamaru Usman, and Leon Edwards. Some of the top people in the 170-pound division right now. So it's not that big of a deal. Nothing to hang your hat on. But hang your hat or hang your head? I actually don't know that phrase. Huh. It's one of those two, though. Probably. Probably. Hopefully. If not, who gives a shit? I made up a new phrase. But, anyway. Yeah, I... Uh, I think Michael Kiesa can grind it out. He should be bigger. I mean, obviously, he's a big fucking dude. Uh, I think he's gonna beat Rafael. I think it'll be a decision. I think he's gonna grind out a decision. Like, Kiesa's really good. Especially his grappling. His grappling is really good. Uh, sometimes he gets cocky with his grappling, though, which is the problem. That's what happened with uh, him versus Anthony Pettis. He got a little bit cocky, and then he got choked out, I believe. Rear naked, I think. RNC. Well, rear naked choke. Oh, I know. It was a triangle armbar. Oh, that is right. I forgot about that. That was impressive by Anthony Pettis. But, yeah. It happens. It happens. And then, uh, so yeah, I'd say Michael Chiesa by decision if you're going to be a betting person. Next, though, Curtis Blades and Junior Dos Santos. So, Curtis Blades, great wrestler. Absolutely dominant wrestler. Only has lost to Francis Ngannou in the UFC. Twice. But, he's won his last two fights. Very, like, very definitively. He beat the shit out of Justin Willis for three rounds. And then, uh, TKO'd that Shamil guy. But... Junior DeSantos hits really hard. And that's the only thing that really takes out Curtis Blades is taking a hard punch. So we'll see what happens. Junior DeSantos has won three out of his last four. He only lost to Francis Ngannou. So... I think Curtis Blades wrestling gets it done. Curtis Blades has really fucking good wrestling. And I don't know if... Junior DeSantos is going to be able to negate that. So I'd say... I think Curtis Blades actually finishes it. Because he does finish on the ground. He's not... He just doesn't lay and pray. 
he he's gonna take you down and he's gonna fuck you up oh wow he tested positive for weed that's that's dumb they gotta stop testing these dudes for weed who cares there's just a little bit of green you know what i'm saying who cares who gives a shit but oh man there was supposed to be josh emmett on this card oh man that sucks Wow. That was going to be so good. That's why Allen and Lentz are fighting. Okay. Damn. Josh Emmett. Oh, that would have been good. I loved watching that dude fight. He knocks everyone out unless he gets knocked out by Jeremy Stevens. <laughs> that was rough to watch. Jeremy Stevens caved in his, his orbital bone, which was rough to watch. But that's what happens in the UFC. You win some, you lose some. But... Yeah, I think uh, I think that's it for now. Those are some amazing fights. Obviously, more for us us hardcore fans. Ugh, stretching real quick, sorry. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun watching this fight. Obviously, I love watching any fights. But mm, nothing special. Nothing special. Uh, appreciate you guys listening as always. I will be back next week. I'm trying to be more consistent with these, especially since the UFC is back. We took a, like almost a month off because there was like no UFC fights. Uh, I did, like I said, I recorded something else, but my friend's an idiot and has still yet to get me the recording because he is a lazy motherfucker. I'm talking to you, Xavier, if you're listening. You better be listening and supporting me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so hopefully I'll have that out pretty soon, but... Yeah, I'll be more consistent. Hopefully have some people on. I'm still working working that out. Trying to get my homie Mac on. Shout out Mac. Uh, just trying to trying to get some people on and diversify the uh, type of content you guys are getting here on my podcast. But besides that, besides just talking about it, hopefully you'll see it soon. But much love to everybody who supports me on my stream, twitch.tv slash THC donor if you aren't already following uh and then yeah so we, we just got got some great fights coming up that we're gonna review and yeah this should be it i'm really bad at these endings and signing offs but yeah this should be it much love everybody appreciate you listening bye